Good morning. The last time I was in this room uh, before yesterday was about uh, a year and a half ago when I was here to play in a bridge tournament. <laughs> it was the uh, North American Championships and uh, in a four-session Life Masters Women's Pairs event, my partner and I were second through the first three sessions of the event and we started the fourth session and I was sure we were going to win and unfortunately we just did not play our best we ended up uh, I think 11th which was not so bad out of 400 pairs but uh, it certainly does not compare to winning so uh, <laughs> uh, being with you all this weekend will definitely improve my memories of this room <laughs> Uh, in case you were wondering, and uh, in fact, in case you hadn't even thought of it, I might say that uh, uh, for the tournament, the hotel had to tape brown paper over the mirrors that are in the ceilings. <laughs> I'd like to tell you a little bit uh, about uh, my job and how I got here. Uh, as uh, I assume most of you know, the federal court system is a three-level system. The uh, trial level is the district court system, uh, and a party who loses in the district court has a right to appeal to the Court of Appeals. Uh, every state has at least one district court in it. The Courts of Appeals span, uh, almost all of them span at least three states. I am a judge on the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. Our jurisdiction covers New York, Connecticut, and Vermont. Uh, we hear all kinds of cases, uh, with the uh, exception of domestic relations types of cases. Anything that involves uh, federal law, and you know there's a lot of federal law today, uh, constitutional questions, uh, contract cases, negligence cases, antitrust, securities, social security, uh, tax law, just about anything you can think of. Uh, we sit in panels of three and we review the uh, appeals that come to us from the district courts. We also review cases that come to us from federal regulatory agencies, such as the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission or the, uh, the National Labor Relations Board and so forth. Uh, from our court, uh, the um, losing litigant can uh, attempt to get the Supreme Court to review our decision. Uh, in most cases, the Supreme Court has discretion as to whether or not to hear a case, and uh, I, I think uh, only about 1% of the petitions for certiorari that are filed uh, are actually accepted for review by the Supreme Court. So for all intents and purposes, decision uh, by the Court of Appeals is usually the last decision in the case. Uh, the caseload of all of the Courts of Appeals has been growing by leaps and bounds over the past several years and the past couple of decades. Uh, in my court, there are uh, nearly 3,000 appeals filed each year. We have 11 active judges, 
and we have uh, about five judges who we call senior judges. These are judges over the age of 65 who have been on the court a long time and uh, can opt for semi-retirement. They can, they can sit with us as much or as little as they choose. We are very lucky in that we have uh, a number of judges who, who choose to sit with us um, carrying uh, two-thirds of a full load. And so we are not deprived of their great experience, and uh, they uh, devote to us uh, their energies, and we're very grateful for that. Uh, one of the things that um, I was surprised about when I uh, came on the court was the size of the workload. Uh, I worked very hard as a lawyer, but as a lawyer, uh, you have peaks and valleys. Uh, on the bench, you have only peaks. Uh, we have uh, about 35 cases coming along every month, and uh, nobody asks us this month if we've finished with last month's cases. They just come, and uh, they're there, and they have to be dealt with as, as best we can. So uh, I find that I put in very long hours. I put in, uh, uh, I don't take very many weekends off, um, but uh, I do have uh, perhaps a little more flexibility in, in uh, dealing with deadlines. Most of my deadlines are self-imposed, and uh, if I find I can't meet one, I usually give myself an extension. <laughs> uh, I'd like to tell you how I got to be a judge, but uh, uh, one uh, incident that occurred on the day I was sworn in uh, may help to... Uh, to uh, put things a little bit in perspective. Uh, I was sworn in in a very nice uh, uh, induction ceremony in the courthouse, and we had a little reception following that. Actually, it was a large reception following that. Uh, and afterwards, um, about a dozen of us were going out to dinner, and we were going to a nice restaurant in Midtown, New York. Um, my mother uh, was um, with me, and uh, she and I drove up together. We could not all go together because there were a dozen of us. Uh, my mother, by the way, uh, was a doctor, and um, uh, she was. Um, I was very lucky to have her there when I was uh, sworn in. At any rate, we arrived at the uh, restaurant, and we were seated at our table. Uh, we were the first to arrive. When the next person arrived, uh, she asked uh, our Judge Kearse and Dr. Kearse here yet, and she was told by the waiter, no, just two ladies. <laughs> <laughs> My mother graduated from medical school in 1925. She was the only woman in her medical school class. It was a class of about uh, 50 students. I started law school in 1959, and the percentages were not much different for me. There were only eight women in my law school class. Uh, and I had gone to the University of Michigan because, uh, in part because uh, of uh, something that was stated in the catalog. I'd gotten catalogs from a lot of different law schools, and uh, uh, somehow a lot of them seemed the same. But there was one statement in the Michigan catalog that drew my attention. Uh, it said, we are devoted to making young men and young women leaders of the bar. I was a little surprised to find only eight of us there when I uh, <laughs> arrived, however. Um, you've heard a little bit about um, 
uh, my job interview experiences uh, in law school, there was, in fact, a man who uh, looked at my resume and said, God, I wish you were a man. Uh, and there was um, uh, another uh, uh, lawyer, a partner in a major Wall Street law firm, who told me that not only did they not have any women lawyers, they, until very recently, didn't even have any women secretaries. And uh, he just couldn't imagine what his partners would say to him if he brought home uh, somebody who wanted to be a woman who wanted to be a lawyer in their firm. Uh, there were a lot of firms on Wall Street that had no women lawyers. There was no firm on Wall Street that had any black lawyers. So when I went looking for a job, uh, I had uh, two things to overcome. Uh, I was very fortunate in um, finding the firm of Hughes, Hubbard, and Reed, which uh, was a Wall Street law firm, which did a lot of litigation. I wanted to be a litigator. Uh, I wanted to be a trial lawyer, not uh, in the Perry Mason mold, uh, but um, uh, I did want to do trial work. Uh, I wanted to go to Wall Street not so much because I found corporate law fascinating, but because uh, I really found almost all the legal questions that I had encountered in law school fascinating, uh, and I felt that Wall Street was the big time, and I wanted to see if I could make it on Wall Street. I also wanted to be well paid. <laughs> Uh, and uh, so I headed for Wall Street, and I went to work for Hughes, Hubbard, and Reed. Uh, I did litigation there. I did uh, mostly antitrust litigation. Uh, I got to try cases, and um, I, I handled some uh, quite large cases during the time I was there. Uh, when I went to Hughes, Hubbard, there were no other women lawyers there. Uh, However, the firm had had women lawyers in the past, and one of the things that impressed me about Hughes Hubbard when I was interviewing was that they told me that there was one woman who, if she had stayed with them, would have become a partner. Uh, there were no women partners in any Wall Street law firms at the time. Uh, after I had been at Hughes Hubbard for seven years, I became a partner, and uh, after I had been a partner for about five years, uh, I was made head of the hiring committee. Uh, during the past uh, three years uh, at Hughes Hubbard, the uh, first few groups of law students that I was responsible for hiring have become partners, and at least half of them have been women. And I'd like to uh, tell you just briefly how I got to be a judge. Uh, in 1978, Congress created uh, uh, a lot of additional federal judgeships. Uh, about three dozen of them were at the Court of Appeals level, and the uh, uh, each, as I said, each um, Court of Appeals spans at least three states. Uh, normally, the senators had uh, had the prerogatives of, of uh, selecting the federal judges or at least making strong recommendations to the president. When the Omnibus Judgeship Act was passed, President Carter 
managed to uh, get control of the uh, of the process of uh, appointing the courts of appeals judges, and he established screening panels for each of the circuits. Uh, when the screening panel the screening panel consisted of uh, leaders of the bar and leaders of uh, uh, in political positions and uh, in business, they were not all lawyers. And their job was to uh, look over the field of possible candidates and to make recommendations to the president. President Carter uh, said that he would uh, make his appointments from those recommended by the screening panels. Uh, when the screening panel for the Second Circuit was established, uh, I knew that they would, uh, would look around the New York legal community they would uh, interview people, people would be recommended to them. Um, I sent them my resume uh, on the theory that uh, maybe they wouldn't get around to me. Uh, this, it, in Bridge, we would call this taking a safety play. <laughs> and uh, I went through the screening process, and uh, I was one of the eight people recommended by the screening panel, and I was fortunate enough to be one of the two of those eight who was appointed by President Carter to be on the court. Uh, a reporter asked me yesterday uh, if I had one bit of advice to give to the students here, what would it be? And I think, uh, I think the advice I would give you is, uh, if there's something you really want to do, go for it. And uh, if there's someone who tells you that it can't be done or you can't do it, you exercise your own judgment. It's your life. You live it. Thank you.